What's up, everybody? It's uh, me. It's Jeff. It's Hi, Ben's over here. It's Ben. Ben Pack is in the house. Ben Pack is in the Jeff Grossman's outside the house. That's right. I'm outside the house. Let me in the house. You can come in and know you're a vampire. I know your tricks. Damn it. House, how much uh, confusion over house music and houses do you think vampires were able to take advantage oh, of? Oh, boy. Uh, people thought they were talking about house music. But really, it was a house. Yeah, that's a tech. Vampires big on technicalities. Oh yeah, they're fucking rules lawyers. They're always complaining about why they got banned from a message board with just like the most like, well, this person did this, and then I did this happened with ah, oh ah. Technically, think about it. They spend all day asleep. Yeah, they spend all night just like in a creepy, spooky castle. Mm-hmm. What else are you gonna do other than be extremely online? That's true. Yeah, I mean, you go out and kill for blood. I, I would, I would guess. Yeah, right? I mean, that's. I bet, but I bet now they could just. There's an app. <laughs> These days, there's an app say, for hey, hey, there's an app for that. Am I right? <laughs> Welcome to there's an app for that. We're, oh, we're here to take your common household Discord. Uh, issues, uh, and you know we'll we'll refer you to an app because there's an app for that. We'll we'll be taking your calls in that new store. That's right. Uh, get, log on to the store and uh, push the call us button instead of the buy something button. Uh, yeah, new instructions to get at us uh, live if you want to talk to us live uh, are up in the chat. You can use Discord for that. Uh, you can also hit the ask a question button to ask a question with text with your hands with your fingers. Or your toes. I, you know, I don't judge. I don't know how you type. Speech to text? Yeah. Any way you type is is fine by me. Uh, and then also we have a phone number. You can call and leave a voicemail. That won't make it onto this show. But, you know, on some future episode, maybe you want to maybe yeah. want to leave a, a number. What's the, it's, uh, what is it? 707-394-8358. That's 707-EXIT-FLU. Okay. Yep. EXIT-FLU. Yes. Um... Pete Fick with a question here. Have you ever been banned from a message board? I got banned from a Facebook group that mm-hmm. was called Smooth featuring Smooth by Rob Santana featuring Matchbox 20. Yeah. That was a meme Facebook page. Oh. Um, and the guy didn't like that I was being extremely normal on it. I wasn't being weird enough and I got banned. That seems like a nightmare of a Facebook group. Yep. Yeah. Well, Did you ever get banned? Uh, we, I mean, I got banned from BBSs, mm. you know, the message boards of your. Sure. Uh, I got banned from some IRC channels. Oh, yeah. I was just thinking about an IRC channel I got banned from <laughs> year, years ago after a heated conversation about relationships. Um Let's see here. Yeah, I think those are the ones that that come to mind. Uh, you know, people get banned. Sometimes people can't uh, can't take a, a hint on stuff. And you're like, hey, just just keep it just in line. Chill. Like, no, I refuse to keep it in line. <laughs> you keep it in line. It's my right to keep it out of line. In fact, and then you have to say, actually, no. It's super not. Uh, McPee says, I got banned from a Commodore 64 BBS for hogging the phone. Well, at that point, I would just call back and just keep it ringing off the hook and say, well, I'm still hogging the phone. I don't have to log in to take up the phone number on your BBS. 
Uh, Smite of Hand says, a couple people, the people asked about this. Um, uh, Analog, the people that made the Super NT, that uh, Super Nintendo mm-hmm. FPGA thing, they announced a Genesis version, the Mega SG today. Oh, fuck. Uh, that'll play Genesis games. And Master System games. That Super uh, NT was pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah. It, uh, you know, it had some firm, you know, some there were some compatibility issues when we first got the unit in that they ironed out with later firmware. Um, and so I, I think I think the state of that is that it just works and it plays Super Nintendo games. Um, I love the Sega Genesis and I love the Master System. And like, this seems like a device I should own. Uh, at the same time, I don't really use that Super Nintendo one all that often, and I would much prefer a device that plays multiple machines. So I, I'm not going to go spend $200 on every single FPGA uh, device they put out. I, I, it just doesn't. Also, it it, uh, it will have, uh, there's a tiny gnat in here flying around, buzzing around. Uh, it will. It, you will be able to hook up a Sega CD to it, like an actual Sega CD, and use it, uh, which is kind of a, oh. ne- a neat idea, huh. uh, and it'll work supposedly. It's novel. Um, I would much rather play like not. I would. I would much rather have not have to use a device that has moving parts that wear out, belts and and trays and drawers and uh, lasers and you know stuff that can fail. You know, um, I. I and maybe this is the sort of thing that'll be ironed out by custom firmware <clears throat> um, and SD cards and so on and so forth. But like, to me, the value in a device like that is something where I can put the CDs away and put the cartridges away and not have to leave them out and, and have them be a big mess. Um, so, you know, that stuff is a little, eh. I don't know. I Like, I, I'm glad they're making it. But at the same time, I, I you know, the, the, Kev Triss, the the guy who was behind a lot of the programming for these uh, FPGA cores, uh, originally was going to work on a device that played all machines, uh, and now seeing them sell one-off devices uh, for individual systems, like, mm, ah, I want the, I, I, I think I'm just going to, maybe I would rather just wait for them to eventually get to a point where they're like, okay. Here's the thing that plays everything that all three of our last devices did, all of our FPGA devices, all on a one thing. Um, I'd probably just wait for that. Um, but you know that'll probably be cool. It's weird they market that thing as like you know in a really aggressive way of just like it's not emulation, it's an FPGA. It's not emulation. It's like well you're I mean you're technically you're emulating a device it's not you know software based emulation but it's you know the word emulation means more than just mame uh and and then you know having firmware issues with some of those early snes games it's like that further kind of says like hey you know this is still stuff being programmed and coded and updated and software and firmware and 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 all that it's not infallible so I yeah it's it's that stuff's maybe that stuff's just kind of bizarre uh but whatever that that SNES device was cool and yeah it seemed it seemed like it you know the people behind it were really passionate about the accuracy beyond they got it there for yeah. sure yeah or, or they, it seems like they did I I haven't checked in to see if you know there's still stuff that that isn't working or anything like that but but yeah it seems like it um and I would I would rather own a device that plays Genesis games than than SNES games uh, these days. Uh, 
yeah i don't know i don't know it's uh i you know it, it's it's cool i kind of don't know that i want to buy one like i said I'd, I'd rather hold out and hope that they eventually like hey why don't we just put out one device that plays all this stuff and sell that instead because uh, it's probably the same hardware power in it you know at the end of the day um so uh yeah i'm a little less hot hype on it than i was when they announced the SNES thing partially because the SNES thing didn't result in a bunch of custom uh firmware cores the same way their previous device did it only plays SNES games um which you know uh so with that president in mind i mean with that console what else do you need if you've got a SNES, what else do you need? Yeah, I want. I mean, I I want everything. I want it to play in television games. <laughs> I want it to play ColecoVision games. You're, I want it to play all kinds of garbage. You're insane. I mean, I want it to. I want it to be fully featured when it comes to just playing all manner of weird shit. Hey, why is the number one most recommended video on this computer's YouTube the ten strongest Dragon Ball characters? I don't know, Jeff. I don't know. You come over here for all systems Goku, don't you? I do. Yeah, I sit there for that. But at the same time, I don't actually use that computer. I put my laptop in front of that laptop. Mm. Jan, I think, is the only one who uses that computer. You're going to play the... Dragon Ball characters. Number one better be Goku. I'm just going to click over to the end here. It should be Vegeta. Wait, is it strongest? Yeah. Oh. Oh, it's no oh, fucking that's stupid. Stupid list. Who's it's, number one? It's the little, little like God guy from Super, who's basically God. I don't know what that it's, is. That's a bullshit answer. It's Goku. I don't know what that is. Uh, I know what it is. It's time for a voicemail. Yeah, let's hear a voicemail. We need a soundboard for this voicemail. Good morning, gentlemen. I just had a thought that I wanted to run by you. I don't play a lot of fighting games, but I'm always very curious about them. I think I'm just too old to be any good at them. But I always wondered why character rosters were organized into tiers. I know that players do that, but it seems weird to me that companies would have just different tiers for their characters. Would they want everyone to be balanced? Wouldn't they want like an even roster? Why are some characters so much stronger than other ones why are so much so many characters so much worse than other ones that's it take it easy bye it's a good question i like yes i tend to agree like shouldn't it be balanced in such a way that every character is on equal footing yeah i mean with a lot of older fighting games you're gonna have tier lists that are just all over the place because you know knowledge of balance and and stuff like that and game design have has come a long way yeah but you still see it in in modern games um and and there's a lot of different reasons for why it happens i think the kind of most accepted one is it just takes a certain player or group of players to push a game or a character yeah into its own tier that like the developers never even considered conceivable right part of it isn't necessarily the game's capabilities part of it are is like what have players discovered about yeah. this game because companies usually aren't out there saying hey this is our tier list no it's they're making a game and going like it's as balanced as we could get it yeah like and if so if, if we put it out and someone breaks something we'll balance it 
you know, uh, big studios like Capcom and, and other fighting game companies get pro players to come by and, you know, try, it's like, hey, come try and break our game. We want to give you our time with it and balance it. Like a specific example of this happening is with Marvel 3, um, for a long time, nobody considered Morrigan to be a good character. And then Chris G showed up and said, hey, I can do this thing with my hands that nobody else can do. These like soul fist loops that are so technically crazy that even like by the end of the cycle there was maybe two other people who could do it well but it was like that sort of thing where suddenly morgan was top tier but nobody could even replicate it because he was just so good at this one little thing yeah you know and and you see that with with games that go on for a while games that have longer lifespan like uh marvel 2 um melee like the tier list still just evolves based on people figuring out shit that they are amazing at right it's just like individual and then when they when they get out in a tournament and do it other people see it dissect it figure it out and how to either replicate it or counter it right and that even pushes the tier list even further yeah uh so you know tier lists are always evolving like uh, yeah i don't know that anyone is necessarily out there trying to make uh completely unbalanced games you'll have a joke character here and there and i know like some some designers definitely believe in the idea of like, well, some of these characters should be like more of a, like you got to climb the mountain to, to fight well with this character. That's, that's, you know, if you can win with this character, you're even that much better. And right. like those sorts of ideas do exist out there. I don't know that I agree with that as like an, an ethos, but, uh, but Hey, and you know, like sometimes you get characters that are just like the, the developers wanted variety, so they had to fill out a roster, and maybe this, these characters aren't as realized as they could be. Or yeah, maybe you know? yeah, they're like, ah, oh, we need a grappler in here, and then they make a grappler who's either completely broken or you know one way or the other. And they're like, oh shit, okay, we need to balance this against this and this against this. And grapplers, this. I've heard, are the hardest characters to balance. Hmm. I imagine because you've got you know all the ranges of the grabs and all this other stuff, and just like how you know. Yeah, especially in a 2D game with projectiles and stuff like that. Like, yeah. can the grappler get in on someone? How easy or hard is it to get around a fireball trap? You know, like like that sort of stuff um, is, uh, you know, it's out there. It's wild shit. <clears throat> um, Billy Mays RIP says, you ever bake a pie? They're pretty good. Y'all like that pumpkin pie? I like pumpkin pie. I don't like pumpkin pie. I didn't until a couple years ago. I don't like pumpkin anything. Hmm. Yeah. I I'm just, a big uh, squash guy. Yeah. Like a squash curry. You're a squash I like, man. I like a pumpkin seed. Mm-hmm. I like pumpkin pie. Yeah. I, I like, like a pumpkin spice. Like, what do you think about all this pumpkin-flavored food that hits the, the shelves eh, every year around this time? Yeah. I give or take it. I have like a pumpkin spice creamer um, mm. in our fridge right now. That's okay. Yeah. But like I don't really get into the pumpkin spice craze. I just I don't like the smell of pumpkins. Like carving a pumpkin, the insides of a pumpkin are it's so, so disgusting. Gross. I like it. Ugh. I like getting my hands all Ugh. gooped up. No, I don't want goo. my hands to get gooped up. The best part up is the when you goo. like scrape it, all the sides out yeah. and then you reach in there and it just feels like it's worms or brains. Ah, no. Touch these grapes I peeled. Okay. It's like eyeballs. Ah. <laughs> oh, now touch these eyeballs. Ah, oh, delicious grapes. This is good stuff. Thank you. I love a nice grape. 
Uh, I have I have baked a pie. Yes, it was pre-made though. Now that I think about it, okay, maybe I've got like a take and bake pie, <laughs> like a Papa Murphy's. Yeah, I went to Papa Murphy's and said, "Give gotta, me an apple pie. <laughs> give me a pie to go." Yeah, give me a pie to go. And this is here you go. It's lemon meringue. I'm like, Word. Oh, <laughs> lemon meringue pie is so good. I, I don't like it. Yeah, it's fair enough. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's is that your everyone. favorite pie? Um. Only because I have it very infrequently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I would probably just say, like, I just like an apple pie. Yeah. It's like a good-ass apple pie. I'm the same way with you on lemon meringue for, like, Boston cream. Sure. It's probably my overall favorite pie, but I can't have it more than, like, once every year, maybe, yeah. at most. I can't have it because no one will... If I, if I made my own pies, yeah. if I just, like, put my foot down and said, I'm making a pie for me, and then I just ate a whole lemon meringue pie, like, maybe I could do it, but... Like, I just don't know that many other people that like a lemon meringue pie. So mm. it's basically becomes this thing of just like, make a pie so I can eat the whole thing. I do like lemon-filled donuts. So yeah. maybe I've been coming around on the lemon meringue thing. Oh, maybe it's the meringue that's the problem. Maybe. You like a lemon pudding? I've never had a lemon pudding. Yeah, it's probably pretty good. You know? Yeah. I got a pound of, uh, I got a pound of lemon cream almonds. What? From a from a bulk foods what section, it's like a chocolate covered almond, but it's like a lemony, uh, uh, creamy shell around mm, it. I don't like a creamy shell. It was very good. They're very good. I ate a whole pound of those fuckers in like oh, five days. I could do. That. I shouldn't have done that, but I did it, and in, it was worth it. I could do that for sure. Do you like a full um, top on your apple pie, or do you like like the crisscross? I like kinda? a full top. Okay, I like a full top. Yeah, like yeah. seal in the flavor. Yeah, yeah, lock it in there. Okay. Uh, the crisscross thing. I'm, I mean, hey, I'm not kicking it out of the pie bed. Sure. Um, but given the choice. But given the choice, yeah, a nice, a nice full top. Alamode. Uh sure. Why not? Yeah. I don't like. I don't like it. Like, I, 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 I like, don't like I, cold. I, 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 I don't need it. Yeah, but yeah, no, I, I, I get you. Um. Uh, but you know, I like ice cream. I like pie. So if you want to give them to me at the same time, I'm okay with it. Do you like um, talking to strangers on the internet? Uh, it's pretty much uh, my entire life at this point. Well, I've got good news. Your life will go on. Hello, so- caller. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hi, guys. I'm Jonathan. I'm calling from Brazil. Hey, what's uh, what's going on? What's on your mind uh, out there in Brazil? What's what's up? <laughs> a lot <laughs> of things. A lot of things. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what I would like to know is what do you think that brought Japanese games back to critical and commercial success in this console generation? Because uh, in the PS3 and the 360 era, there was the Yakuza games, the Tekken games, the, the Resident Evil games, but they they were just not there of a, of a, of a great success. And now they, they seem to really kind of uh, hit a uh, uh, critical claim that we, we would have seen in the, the PS1 and PS2 era. Yeah. Era. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank, yeah uh, thanks. Thanks for your call. Yeah. That's uh, it's. Um, so I think a big factor of that, or I think a factor of that, I think there, there are a lot of different things going on there. Um, this time around, the PS4 is the sales leader worldwide. Well, this is, I guess by the time the PS3 generation ended up, uh, it, it maybe ended up that way worldwide as well, install base-wise. But <clears throat> you've got PS4 making a uh, a much stronger um, outing out of the gate, doing well out of the gate, and it's on an architecture that works across platforms. So if you think about it, 
you had developers in Japan making PS3 games in a lot of cases because, you know, that's the home console and the Xbox doesn't sell anything in Japan. It kind of never has. So you have a lot of Japanese developers that are focused on their home turf and making games for their home platforms. You've got the PS3, which was, for a time, notoriously hard to develop for. Um, well, not notorious. That's maybe a little extreme. It's not the Saturn or something. but um, So you've got a case where the home console is maybe underperforming on the worldwide stage uh, you know, in, in the PS3. So you've got games that are maybe a little more challenging to make. So, and, and games had just gotten way more expensive to make also from the PS2 to the PS3, whereas the PS3 to the PS4 is not necessarily the same type of jump as we had before. You know, you've got games getting online, you've got, got all that other stuff happening as well. Um, so I think it is, it's a result of a handful of things. So, you know, you, you've got that aspect of it and you've got the PS4 coming along, uh, really good market share, uh, worldwide, Obviously, doing well in Japan, doing well in the U.S., all that other stuff. So you've got uh, the stage is set for the games that are already being developed for Japan's home console, the the PlayStation. And, and, you know, you've got room to localize those games and put them out in the U.S. And then you've also got more room to port those games. So we've started seeing more of those Japanese games hit the PC because Sony's architecture is not, you know, is is a lot easier uh, to bring those games to PC and to Xbox, though that doesn't happen as much. Um that's always the craziest thing for me is when you see games that are like, we're out on PS4 and PC. It's like, you're just not even going to, it's not even going to do an Xbox version. Probably wouldn't. If you're doing those two versions, it seems like doing an Xbox one version would not be that hard. No, you're not going to, okay. All right. Not going to do it. All right. And they're not going to do it. Um, and so that stuff's always a little, uh, weird, but so I think a lot of those factors are the things that, that roll up into this. Plus you've just got time. Uh, you got time for Japanese teams to, uh, Move to HD and throughout the PS3 era. So the time the PS4 era came around, um, they were a little more ready for it. And then on top of that, you've got a slow start to software on the PS4 and Xbox One. Remember when those consoles came out, there was a lot of speculation out in the marketplace, out in you know advisors and stuff like that. You know, people looking at the general landscape for gaming and starting to wonder like, do people really want consoles right now? Or are phones going to rise up and really take over? Uh, and that was a very real thing for a long time that a lot of studios were looking at and going like, eh, we're not sure if we're all in on this generation of consoles or not yet. Uh, and so you saw a lot of hesitation early on. Uh, and then the consoles sold better than anyone thought they would. And no one had enough software lined up. So that's when you started seeing a lot of um, remasters and stuff like that coming to those platforms. The you know the early years of PS4 and Xbox One will be remembered as, you know, a lot of ports of games from the previous generation coming up to those platforms because people were looking at it and going like, we've got to capitalize on this. Um, people want these consoles. We don't have games ready. We won't have games ready for a little while. In some cases, you had developers maybe getting caught a little bit off guard about launch dates and stuff like that as well. Um, and so there was this rush in the early days to get con- get games out for those consoles uh, because they were selling better than anyone anticipated, all that sort of stuff. Um, so I think along the way, what you found is that a lot of those Japanese games were able to kind of find audiences uh, over the course of this generation 
because in some cases the other games weren't coming fast enough and it left it left room for different franchises and different types of games and i think you know the games got better out of japan for sure uh and i think aspects of the audience became more open and receptive to those types of games also the, the games just got better like the yakuza games you know like yakuza 0 like the stuff that was coming out on this plat this generation like they're just better versions of those games just better you know yakuza obviously came along but uh, before you know those are remakes in some cases but yeah uh, I, I think it's 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 all of that stuff adding up and the games getting a lot better the audience being a lot more open to a lot more different types of games and and so on down the line so you kind of this perfect storm where uh you know those types of games from those types of publishers can do better uh in in this marketplace you, know, you think about it like you know obviously you know xbox one isn't what the xbox 360 was by a long shot but like the last generation was dominated by shooters you know, and and that type of game, you know, it was really the era of Halo and Call of Duty and Gears of War and that sort of stuff. Those were the games that, you know, were, you know, the big games that everyone was talking about in a lot of cases. And And now I think, you know, some of that stuff has changed. You know, Sony's first party stuff, I think, is getting more recognition this generation, just probably simply because the console was doing better. And you know, not to say that those games have been bad. Obviously, like they're they're putting out really, really fucking solid stuff. Um, and so yeah, I don't know. I think you just it's a perfect storm of a lot of different little things that add up to a, a better market for you know the the global audience. You know, like like Japanese games are getting out there in ways they they didn't last generation, and in some cases they have the ways they haven't got around in decades. So it's been pretty awesome to see that stuff, especially on the PC. It's been really great to see like Japanese games hitting the PC and doing well. Um, and you know, Tekken Seven's really good. The Tekken Six and Five were fine too, but like Tekken Seven, I think brings things forward in a way uh, that those games didn't. And I think it's, it's it was the right time, the right game, all that other stuff. So yeah, that's maybe a little long of an answer. No, it's thorough. Um, I was definitely listening. Oh yeah, for sure. I saw you over there. Not at all treating it like it was a Call of Duty's zombies match. <laughs> I got a lot of things, a lot of burners over here, a lot of Bunsens. Yeah, a lot of beakers, a lot, a lot of Bunsens. Of <laughs> uh, Swedish chefs. Okay, well, Swedish chef. Uh, Brinty writes in and says Huawei are claiming their new seven-inch phone is better than the Switch for gaming and showed off some sort of Joy-Con type grip. Is Nintendo doomed? Yes. But I, no, how, how do you feel about the direction of mobile gaming now, especially with PUBG, Fortnite, etc.? It's uh, it's weird out there. Uh, mobile gaming seems uh, huge, but like not in a way that necessarily intersects with our world all that often. And that's kind of the... The weird thing is, you know, there's still people out there, uh, you know, checking out the site that just like get pissed whenever we talk about phone games because they don't feel they're real games. And like, I get it. I was like you once, but then I evolved. Uh, no, I, it's, I don't know. Mobile gaming to me is the sort of thing where me as someone who wants to play video games, 
Uh, I like to play them typically with a controller or, you know, sometimes a mouse and a keyboard. But generally, I want a good, firm controller to play video games with. And so that's the thing that breaks down with a lot of the phone stuff is that, you know, obviously you you can Bluetooth sync a controller to a phone, but I'm <clears throat> just not likely to carry a controller with me wherever I go. And that kind of breaks it. And so then you end up with a situation where, like, technically, yeah, you can tether a controller uh, to a phone, but games don't, like, not a lot of people do it, so games don't support it, so not a lot of people do it. And so it just seems like it just hasn't happened yet. Um, it's just like, remember when that PlayStation phone came out? It was an Android thing, wasn't it? Um, that just had the PlayStation buttons and stuff on it, and you could slide it up and, and use it. And they were all into that thing for a month or whatever. I remember seeing that thing just before it got announced at Dice. Someone just pulled it out in the bar and they're playing like Crash Bandicoot or something on. I was like, that's crazy. Yeah, that's a PlayStation game, all right. Cool. Um so, you know, I, I think the phone stuff, like, you know, a, a lot of the the stuff I play on phones are games that are like native to that platform and things that wouldn't work on other platforms. It's small experiences, light things that I can walk away from and, and, and never take seriously or never take all that seriously, I guess. Uh, so they, they feel like uh, just tiny little things that, uh, you know, that I do instead of Twitter. It's like, oh, what if I spent less time looking at Twitter? That seems like that would be a good idea. Let's get back into mobile games. And that's why I play Tap Titans too. Um, but yeah, you know, whatever. Uh, millions, obviously, millions of people own phones. So it's an opportunity to sell games to them. But I think like when I think about mobile gaming and, and how it continues to evolve, I don't know that it necessarily goes in the direction of games like Fortnite. Uh, like Fortnite seems like kind of, and, and, and Battlegrounds, they, they kind of seem like anomalies, right? I mean, they're popular franchises that exist on phones and have done well there. But I think everyone would agree that it's not the ideal way to play those games. There are better options available. Um, And that's where we're kind of heading in some ways. Uh, We're about to get into this era um, through the whole game streaming stuff. But we're about to get in this whole era where players are going to be more and more willing to accept suboptimal experiences when it comes to playing games. Um. And I think that's fine. Uh, I but I but I, I always want the option as as someone who really loves video games and has devoted quite a lot of time to them. I'm willing to pay for a premium experience, if you will, uh, where yeah, oh, streaming games and all the other stuff. That's great, but like I would rather run it locally. If there's going to be any latency at all, I would rather not feel that ever. And I'm willing to pay for that. A lot of people are not. And I think that's okay. I think getting more games out to more people and taking games further and further mainstream and divorcing them from the idea of having to spend hundreds of dollars on a device specifically to play games, I think that's really cool. Um, And I think it's going to create another new divide. Uh, You know, the same way people hate mobile games, I think you'll, or some people out there that play console games and PC games look down on mobile games. I think you'll have a situation where people are like, Oh, I played this game on a touch screen. It'll be like, what are you even doing? And you know, they'll, they'll look down on them and such. And you know, I don't think it needs to be that way. Um, and we should want more people to play more games out there because as the install base for those games grow, 
the markets for those games grow and it's uh more and more stuff that is going to lead to bigger and better games yeah and with kids getting just like a feel for touch screens now as young as like two or three yeah it just makes sense totally yeah but like at the same time like you know well, I, I, there's got to be someone out there who's so good at Fortnite on a phone that they're taking on most people using mouse and keyboard, right? That has to exist. Maybe. You, yeah. like, you think about the controls as being very limited in comparison, but there's probably some people that are good enough. Probably, and, yeah. And well-trained enough at that stuff that, Honestly, that maybe they're overcoming the kind of inherent limitations of a touchscreen. Yeah. I, I could probably get my ass kicked by some kid on a phone. Not me, man. Um... Yeah, it's it's a bizarre future we're barreling towards. Uh, all the people talking about streaming services, that Assassin's Creed um, Odyssey test in Chrome out there now. I mean, this goes back to Sony buying Gaikai. This you know this goes to obviously Project X Cloud, all that other stuff. What Ubisoft was, uh, out there. What was that service called? Game? On Live. On Live. Yeah, On Live was not great. No, but at the same time, slightly better than you thought it would be. Yeah. And so if we've got more time to optimize around those ideas and more money to throw at the problems, fuck, you know, maybe they get there and they probably eventually get there. That's good for 95% of people out there. Uh, and then, you know, and that's a whole lot of people compared to the people that are playing games today. And if the people that are playing games today are like, fuck it, man, I want to pay extra money to play it locally and play it good and, and all that other stuff, play the controller, play them in a surround sound, all this other stuff, then then I hope that people are able to do that for generations to come uh, unless the technology gets so good on the streaming stuff that we can't even tell the difference. Um, we have a question here from a Vin E who asks, have you ever seen kill clowns from outer space? I think he means killer clowns from outer space. I have not seen either. Okay. No, I haven't either. Uh, I'll look it up. Maybe I, you know, I just typed it in here. 1988. Uh, it's not ringing any bells. I mean, I've heard of the name, but Suzanne Snyder, John Vernon, Royal Dano as Farmer Gene Green. Wait, they got the Royal Dano? Yes, the Royal Dano is in King this. of Hawaii? Yeah, playing... <coughs> Royal Dano was undoubtedly one of the best, most quirky and striking character actors to ever grace the big and small screen alike in a lengthy and impressive career, which spanned 42 years. Damn. According to one IMDB. That's more than I've been alive. That's true. <laughs> That's very true. Um, yeah. Uh, pursuant to our, our previous question, Curiosity says, how do you feel about being the vinyl collectors of gaming in the future? Like, yeah, if this stuff just goes to streaming and phones and, and whatever, if any screen you're looking at can be your gaming setup, then are we the people or me the people who say, fuck it, I want to play the good shit? You don't understand. You don't Master understand. Chief just pops more. He's better. warmer. No, you don't understand, man. When I hold the controller just, in my hands. You don't get that depth. Yeah. What do you, a touch screen? What's a touch screen? What are you touching? A screen? Not me, man. Um. Hey, Jeff. Hello, Ben. You, you might remember that uh, a couple of weeks ago we had somebody calling in with the idea that he wanted to buy a bunch of MREs and bring them to work. 
Yes, um, uh, for his lunch solution. He yeah. wanted to solve it with the way the military does. Yeah, so he is, he's called in with a couple follow-ups. We also got a lot of calls in from... Uh, oh, what did I just do? Uh, broke the laptop. Uh, yeah, well... Oh, here we go. Update, um, update Windows. We got a lot of calls in from military personnel. Oh, okay. Uh, saying, like, it's a terrible idea because the number one reason we got was they're super-duper calorie-dense because they assume that you're, like, right. a soldier right. out there doing shit and, you're and not sw- at like a desk. Sweating in a desert somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And you need all the help you can get. <laughs> yeah. And so the spaghetti is just... It's just loaded, but uh, spaghetti plus creatine. We have an interesting. Uh, this this story is taking an interesting turn. I bought a little. Spray. Hi, Ben and Jeff. This is Caleb from Connecticut, the MRE guy from a couple of weeks ago. Ben, I took your advice. Uh, I bought a loaf of bread today for the first time in about two years. Nice. I would like to say it has a huge hole in it, and I just don't know what to do with myself. I bought peanut butter. I bought this bread. The bread's got a big hole in it. I tweeted at Pepperidge Farm. They're telling me to let them know the info on the bread. Am I getting free bread? Can I get a lifetime of free bread? It's the real question. What would you do with a lifetime of free bread? You know, now that we're sitting here spitballing ideas. Would you swim in it? Could you swim in it? Would you use it as a sponge? These are important questions. I really hope we get answers. Thank you. And again, have a wonderful day. Um, I would, the, uh, he, I was just trying to think of all the food ideas uh-huh. of what I could do with bread. But then when he opened up to using it as a sponge, can you imagine drying yourself off with a giant piece of white bread? That seems like the bread would just, uh, disintegrate and, no, and make but a mess. Like thick. It, it's thick. It's like a bit, it's like a, but it's going to get like gluey the way a wet piece of bread gets. Okay. You know? Check it out. What about a really, 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 really big piece of bread, like in your backyard that you can just roll around in to get dry. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I would do that. <laughs> and then you could just throw it away and get a new slice. Yeah. But I feel like a lifetime supply of bread is not infinite bread at your fingertips. Like they're going to be sending you a loaf a week for 50 years or something yeah. dumb like that. Um, I make bread pudding. I think if you got a, if you got a, a, a loaf of bread, with a hole in it. Did you buy a bagel? <laughs> Just want to check. Uh, this loaf of bread that I bought sucks. There's a hole in it. It's only one piece. It's sliced down the middle. Every loaf of bread is only one piece. Unless you buy it sliced. You don't buy bread sliced? I don't, I don't know how bread <laughs> comes. What? No, yeah. It comes sliced, but you don't have to buy it sliced. You go get a French bread. It's a whole loaf. I got to cut it myself. It's up to me to determine how big a slice is. All right. Well, Texas toast for everyone. Well, we have a short follow-up on the follow-up right here. I would pull a um uh a strange brew and and put a dead mouse in that hole and oh. say that there was a dead mouse in it and then also take some bites around it. Yeah, to, like little, little bites. Yeah, no, little bites for like a mouse would, and then big bites like you didn't see it until it was too late. Yeah. That's how you get a lifetime supply of bread. Yeah, and it do- definitely never backfires like with a chili finger. Absolutely not. There's or no way that could go wrong. DMs on Twitter. I'm not getting my kill from Connecticut back with an update to the update. Pepper's Farm. He's getting too smooth. Cares, does not have open DMs or follow DMs. <laughs> On Twitter, I'm not getting my free bread. I'm very disappointed. 
Well, you can take solace in the fact that you had your question answered on our wonderful show. Yeah, and then play this for them, and but leave out the part about the, the, the mouse yeah, plan. Just edit that out. Edit I can teach out. you how to edit yeah. it if you need. Download Audacity. Yeah, it's re- it's, it's not easy. It's easy. Hard. It's not it's too easy. Hard. It's real easy. Um, enemy mouse says, "Ever make a single sandwich out of one whole French loaf?" No. No. I've definitely eaten an entire sourdough loaf within 24 hours. Oh, yeah. But I didn't make it a big sandwich. I would go get, uh, so I, you know, so I, I didn't buy bread when I was single uh, because uh, it would always go bad. And, uh, and it was just a waste. I felt like a horrible person. I would like make like two sandwiches and then throw away most of a loaf of bread and just feel like a fucking trash man, like a garbage boy, like a dump man, <laughs> like a big piece of shit. Like a bad person. Yeah, exactly. Um, so when I would go shopping, actually, I was having grocery just delivered at this point, which I, you know, maybe even makes this another level. Uh, I would get a like a baguette, like a, a, you know, pretty long, pretty long baguette, like a good loaf size. What we talk was that like a two feet? Yeah, two feet of bread. Yeah, in baguette form. I get that. I would get a bunch of roast beef. Mm-hmm. And some cheese. Yeah. And then I would just make, I would just cut that thing in half. Just make the driest sandwich imaginable. Exactly. Yeah. Roast beef, Swiss cheese, salt and pepper. Not Swiss cheese, Jack cheese. Oh. Uh, salt and pepper. Done. And so I would, I would cut it in half and then put half the roast beef on the half that I was making right there, eat that and be like, that's great. And then the next day, do the other half, usually. So usually, I think I got the gnat. Yeah, yeah. You got, you got a strict gnat. You got a loose gnat. No, I think I just killed oh, the you gnat. got the gnat. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Good. That fucker. There's a bunch in here because there was one flying by my desk. Oh, unless he traveled with me in here somehow. Ugh, I got pockets. It's possible. I blame HR. You think they left a bunch of food out? Yeah. There's always fruit here. <laughs> you said that so indignantly. There's always fucking fruit. Why is there all this fruit? Why is all this fruit around? <laughs> I don't know. There's a box. It's just like fruit guys. And there's just a bunch of oranges and shit in there. Yeah, it's good. It's no like you're right. But then doesn't at some point they throw it away when they're done with it. But maybe they wait a little too long sometimes. Huh? And then maybe you got a gnat situation. I'm just saying we got fruit flies. We got fruit flies. We got fruit flies. We can't we travel don't across want the state flies. border. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. Sergeant Flip says, what happens to Valve, good old games, and PCs in general during this streaming movement? I, I think at some point, you know, I mean, obviously like the Steam Link, uh, you know, is a streaming device in a local setting. And I think Valve would probably be experimenting with that sort of thing. Yeah, I, they've always showed like initiatives. Like, Valve is pretty on top of whatever the trends are in gaming. Like, you know, VR and, and, and not, not shipping games. <laughs> yeah, they're exactly. really big on not putting stuff out. They're exactly. Really, they're fucking no one is better than they're Valve. ahead of the curve on that. Yeah. Um, I believe, yeah, Valve would find something. And you still have to buy the game somewhere. Right. Yeah. You know, like the, that's the opportunity for a lot of these existing service providers is, you know, making that transition into the streaming space, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a Discord store launched today. Yeah, in, in beta, uh, I had got access, click on it. I got access to it last week, um, and was poking around. 
First on Discord. Yeah, they have some exclusive games that are going to be there first for 90 days. It's like a MOBA. Yeah. Looks bad. Well, you know, they need a MOBA. You can't have a <laughs> you can't have a service without a a leading MOBA. Um the integration seems okay. Like it pulls in the Steam games you have installed and kind of just builds the launcher stuff out a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. They're doing like a $10 a month uh like PlayStation Plus style or or I guess Xbox Game Pass style thing of like uh while you are subscribed to the service you can play these games. Oh really? It's a lot of stuff like Super Hexagon. This will be like double the price of their existing subscription Turbo. service. Turbo. Yeah. Nitro. Nitro. So Twitch is Turbo. Yeah. So was it like the full Nitro will be it's a hundred bucks a year and you get a handful of games. Right now the games look a lot like games you probably already own. Mm-hmm. Um, something that have if that you, may have been hum- bundled yeah, yes, in exactly. a humble variety. Yes, if there, if you if you were purchasing bum- bundles in a humble esque fashion, you probably own Super Hexagon by now, uh, like System Shock Two and stuff like that. But they're selling games to you, like Dead Cells is up there for sale. Yeah, it's a Celeste. I installed a game and ran it through Discord. It worked great. I uninstalled it afterwards. That worked too. Could, yeah, they they built a store. The downloads, I will say, and maybe it's because of beta. Seems super fucking fast. Cool. Incredibly fucking fast. Like Nitro fast? Uh, Like faster than Steam a little bit fast. Like I was alarmed by how quickly <laughs> that game installed. Um, So I don't know if that'll be something that sticks with them over time or at, at capacity when, and now that it's rolled out to more people. But I was surprised by the speed. Speaking of Discord. Yes. What would you say about the fact that we have somebody inside of our Discord right now? I would love to talk to someone. Hello, caller. Go ahead. What's your name and where are you calling from? Uh, This is David uh, from Ohio, actually currently in my car. Great. That's a great place Uh, to be on the... Please drive safely. uh, I am driving very safely. Okay. Terrific. What's Uh, what's in your mind? So this is less of a kind of like question and kind of maybe maybe a little insight in the whole weird Sony kerfluffle. It seems like they've tried to fix what the past several years you're, clamoring. You're um, cutting up you're, something you're, you're, you're cutting in and out here a little bit. Oh shoot! Sorry. Can you? It's still good or no? Seems good. Seems good. Okay. Okay. Sony kerfuffle. So, uh, but but Sony, which which Sony kerfuffle? There are several. Oh, with the name, oh, okay. With the the name change stuff. Now, okay. I don't know. I don't work for Sony. I don't know anything about how they have their their actual database structure set up. But I work in big data, oh. and a general rule of thumb, especially when designing and building out a database structure for all this information, uh, is to use unique keys uh, for everything and build out separate definition tables and different things so what it sounds like is when they originally were building out psn in their back end uh during the design process they used the username they they said the username is the unique thing nobody should have more than one username right right? or everybody should have a unique username so that's the unique thing across everything you know joe blow joe blow one you know has all this account information tied to him, and there's not another Joe Blow one. There can only be one. Wait, how did you know that? What I was going to change my PSN name to? 
That's a key. I work in data. I, Big yeah, Data did it again. Big Data knows your PSN name before you think of it. Damn. Uh, so either nobody nobody asked the question during the design process or whatever uh, to say, well, what if they wanted another username? What if we wanted to change it? And like the the big rule of thumb, and we we do this, and what we do is is it's we usually use some sort of like hex code or alphanumeric key that is your unique things that will follow you all the way through. And then you have a list of like, well, this is your user. This is your PSN name. This is your active name. And then we can change it if we need to. And so we know who you are based on this unique key. And then we know what your active username is and then balance that based off of, you know, everybody else. Right. As opposed to saying, as opposed to saying, you know, Joe Blow one. Yeah, this, this is his unique name. This is the unique ID. We'll use this across everything, their save data, their online data, their ranking data. And my guess is that what they ended up doing was they they either changed platforms or updated platforms and built out brand new database structure and then tried to pull in whatever they could uh, from their old structure. And that's kind of why they're like, it's going to cost us a bunch of money. We have to change a bunch of our like scripting and how we actually access all of this backend data structure. We'll do what we can. Like the big yeah. games, the big stuff, we'll pull it in. Everything else is just kind of like, it might not work in, and maybe like the big, like what you'd brought up on the bombcast today, like maybe the only real weird thing will come up is if it's got like, online integration or something like that where it's just I want to upload my you know my you know I don't know like high score to a thing right. online yeah and then it just comes back as either junk data or something so yeah that that seems like uh, that that all kind of lines up with the the few things I've been hearing over the years about like this because obviously you know people have been talking about wanting to change the names for a long time and and yeah, it sounds like it, it is stuff like save data and and stuff. So I always figured the way they would solve it is just to say, okay, we're going to always on the back end refer to you by your old name. We'll let you change the new name, but it'll be kind of a separate display name that we don't really use for anything serious. It's just the name that shows up and you can search against it and that sort of stuff. But yeah, I don't know. It's uh, It is... An interesting problem. I'm, I'm going to be really curious to see how their solution ends up working out and, and how, how it goes. Thanks a lot for your call. No, thank you very much. All right. Take care. Uh, Hornet uh, in the chat here says, my copy of Starlink for the Switch had no game in it. I called Best Buy and they're sending me another bundle. So extra R-Wing? Hell yeah, dude. So they... Hmm. I, I uh, they sent they sent over the toys and they sent the toys and it was just a box of boxes full of toys and the game was not in there. They sent over a download code for the game a few days later. Um, but like the, that that R wing bundle says like starter kit on it or something like that in a way that I opened it up thinking like oh there, is there a, a physical game in here yeah because surely you would buy the R wing with a copy of the game and and you're done but. Uh, no, and it, it has the Switch logo on it and all this other stuff. So, and I, it, on furthermore, I didn't see room for a game to be in that box. Huh. So I wonder if maybe you just bought one of those and that's a real thing that exists and is for sale. And I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. 
Um, yeah. Let's see. If not, you just lucked out. Yeah, if not. Either way, double R wings. Ayala <laughs> uh, uh, says, Fortune Magazine just put out an article on how the next cord cutting trend will be home internet. This year, homes relying only on mobile for internet has risen to 20% in America. What are your thoughts on this potential trend, effects on gaming, etc.? I mean, a lot of people would do that because it's probably faster than the internet they can get from yeah. some services. Like the broadband infrastructure in this country, in some parts of this country, is shit. So in some cases, a if you've got a solid 4G LTE connection, um, you know, that's that's going to be better in some cases, especially, you know, people unlimited plans are back for mobile. So you can kind of tether to your device and do that. It's not great. It's also not great for latency, like the effects on gaming. Yeah. That's, that's where the, yeah. and like massive downloads. Yeah. Well, speed is fine in some cases or speed. It can be, it can be better than some people's like shitty shit to your broadband. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's, you know, that's something that we'll definitely have to consider. You know, this 5G rollout is going to start sometimes over, you know, the next month. I've been seeing a lot of people talking about. A year, something. 5G is the one that's actually going to poison all of our brains. There's something about 5G that's, I mean, it's all conspiracy. Crazy people bullshit. The five points of the pentagram. Yeah. Is that the, it's, is it, it related to that? Goes through the five layers of the body. Okay. It's hair. It goes through your hair. Yep, through the hair. Your skin. Skin. Blood. Blood. Muscle and then bones. Yeah. If it goes through those, then it's and there. It goes, it's, 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 it's all your in brain. your whole body. It's cooking your body. It's cooking your heart. Yeah. The three Bs. Blood. Blood. Bones and bodies. Oh. Yeah. I meant eyeballs. Yeah. Balls, comma, eyes. Mm-hmm. Eyes, balls. Yeah. You want another voicemail? I want another voicemail. All right. Let's uh, see what I got here in the queue. Why isn't it playing? Love, Jess and Ben. I was just uh, eating a bowl of cereal, as you know. Mm-hmm, when October know. comes and the, the leaves fall and the pumpkins start coming outside in people's porches. The pumpkins start coming outside. I hate when that happens. That that means one thing, and that's, of course, monster cereal in stores. Yep. So I just finished off a bowl of Frankenberry, and that made me think, uh, you put Count Chocula, Frankenberry, Yummy Mummy, Fruit Boot, Brute, and Booberry in a Royal Rumble. Who comes out with the, I don't know, monster cereal world championship belt? He goes on and posits his own theory, but I, I yeah. don't want him to taint our idea No, here. definitely, yeah. Um, I think that, you know, you always tend to think it's going to be the big guy. You always think a Frankenberry is going to have the, you know, the size advantage. Kind of like an Undertaker or like a Fruit of. Brute or something. But like the big guy never wins. Yeah. The, the, all the smaller guys team up on him and push him out of the ring. Yeah, because you don't want to be in a one-on-one with the big guy. You want to be on a one-on-one with like at, at the end. I don't want to do anything with the big guy. <laughs> what? What about podcast? No, you're you're a big guy. The okay. the big guy is a, a whole different problem. Okay. 
but yeah, yeah. you don't you don't want to you don't want to end up on a, in an unwinnable situation. So you want to yeah you want to conspire yeah against temporary temporary alliances. And so that's why I think Count Chocula is is probably the winner because I think he's the most cunning mm. of the crew uh, and knows when to make those alliances and when to break those alliances and and when to come out on top. What about Booberry? I feel like he. It's probably physically the weakest as a ghost, mm-hmm. but that also means he's probably pretty hard to like pin or knock out of a ring. Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose that there's something to be said for that, uh, but I don't know. I'm looking at Booberry just looks more like the Michelin Man than a proper ghost in this picture that I'm looking at. Mm. So you're saying maybe he's made out of some sort of like marshmallow material. Yeah, like some kind of ectoplasmic, uh, you know, some kind of sort of stay puffed sort of deal. Wh- who's the crew again? Booberry, Frankenberry. Uh, Count Chocula, Frankenberry, Booberry, Fruit Brute, Fruity Yummy Mummy. And that's it. Yummy Mummy. On this page anyway. And if Fruit Brute's like some sort of werewolf, yeah, right? Yeah, Fruit Brute is a is a wolf. Yeah. It just looks like a wolf. Like it's just a head on this box that I'm looking at. I'm going to go yummy mummy. And my reasoning here is I feel like he's kind of unassuming enough that they won't focus on him. They're uh-huh. definitely going to get rid of Frankenberry first. I think you're right on that front. Yeah. Yeah. And then when it comes down to it, the yummy mummy's got those wraps, right? He's uh-huh. wrapped up like a mummy. Yeah. He can flow. And imagine somebody trying to push a mummy out of a ring and but he's got, like gets all intertwined oh, in the sure. ropes yeah, and no, stuff and that that would be fucking yeah, impossible. That, that'd be a good advantage uh for sure according to this page on wikipedia.org in february 1972 frankenberry cereal included an indigestible pigment that turned some children's feces pink a symptom sometimes referred to as frankenberry stool <laughs> hmm Fruit Brute was discontinued by 1982 and replaced in 1987 by Fruity Yummy Mummy, which was discontinued in 1992. That's just a bad name. Fruity Yummy Mummy? Yeah. Yeah. Like, when you just call it, well, did Yummy Mummy exist before? No, I think that was the first Yummy Mummy. I think it was the only Yummy Mummy. It was just Fruity Yummy Mummy instead of Fruit Brute. I like Fruit Brute. Dude looks cool. He's a fucking wolf. He looks like he's having a great time, too. He does. He looks the least monstrous, I guess, of the monsters. And it's funny because he's a brute. Yeah, I guess they relaunched it in 2013. That seems like the right time to relaunch a fruit brute cereal at the height of whatever fucking retro dumb shit that we'll never fully escape from. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Carpe DMT here is the Oculus Quest. Facebook's first game console. They're pushing it like one. Being a standalone VR headset pulls it out of the peripheral market. And their games first. We got 50 games at launch. Marketing is basically like a console release. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, it's, it's a device. It will have its own unique software. It is pretty much a platform. Uh, it's something that I was, you know, as as I was looking into it more and more, I was like, ah, this probably, we need to probably create this as a separate platform uh, in the database. Along with that, probably Magic Leap. That probably needs to be a platform in the database because an Angry Birds game came out for Magic Leap. What? Yeah. So you can spend $2,400 on one of these developers, developer-focused Magic Leaps and then play Angry Birds FPS, <laughs> which doesn't mean... First-person shooter? I don't think... It, uh, I'm gonna... I need Now I need to look up what it means. 
It's something dumb. First person slingshot. Ah, fun. That's fun. Yeah. That's have fun with it. Fun. That's the word for that. Fun. Jeff, I have some breaking news that's relevant to our show. Okay, let's hear it. Taking out of the field. This is uh, the breaking news soundbite that we all know and love. Did you hear about that new Arby's? No. Where's the new Arby's? What? There's new Arby's? Where's the Arby's? No, it's a new Arby's item. I want you... I want you to just fucking tell me how this makes you feel on a spiritual level. Okay. Duck sandwich. What? Arby's is going to have a duck sandwich. What? That feels wrong somehow. That uh, feels like a crime. On October 20th, Arby's is adding duck to the menu. The duck will be sourced from Maple Leaf Farms. Each duck breast will be cooked sous vide and then topped with a smoked cherry sauce ah. and crispy onions. I don't like a cherry sauce on a meat. I get that something I get like the whole like fruity jelly on a meat thing. Yeah. Like but I it's it's not for me. Um what about duck? I'm not huge into duck. I have eaten duck. I'm sure I will eat duck again, but I feel like every time I've eaten duck Last time I ate duck. The last time I ate duck. Uh-huh. It was at a restaurant where I was sitting down with people representing GameSpot as we talked about them potentially acquiring Giant Bomb. <laughs> um, because it was a, it, so that's 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 the situation where you're eating duck because you're like it's on the menu, it looks it's like it's this kind of business lunch thing or or I'm I'm at a or I'm at someone's house and they've got this is what they got and I want to be polite or whatever and I'm getting duck there but. I think that was the last time I had duck was uh, sitting down with John Davis and and, uh, and Simon. Uh, I had duck neither of whom are, are with the company. Yeah? You, you big on duck? Not really big on it. Um, you like that duck? This is a Chinese place that does a oh, good okay. crispy yeah. duck. Yeah. A lot of crispy duck out there. That, yeah. That's... Yeah, I would probably be a little more inclined to have a like a Chinese duck. I feel like that's the kind of the only time I'm yeah. really in favor of it. Yeah. As well. Um... Yeah, I don't know. It's not. It's not. A, I'm not big on game meat either. I don't like like deer. Yeah, no, not not. I'm not big on venison like deer. Yeah, I don't. I don't care for it. Uh, jerky is all right. Like a venison jerky, jerky is all right. Is all right, and that kind of removes it from the gaminess of it. But yeah, no, I, I'm not. I don't. I don't much care for lamb. Like it's not, uh, it's not my first choice. Like I said, you know, I, I would eat lamb in certain situations. Uh, I'm not like morally opposed to it or whatever, but it's not, uh, not high on the menu. Um, I guess, yes, you're, yeah. Okay. Sneaking mission makes a good point. Orange chicken is a good exception to my fruity jelly on, oh, a, yeah. on a, on a meat rule. Orange chicken's real good. Lemon go chicken. All, again, Chinese. Yeah. yeah. These, these, uh, they know how to treat a bird. That's right. Kindly. Uh, kindly. Uh, Wheelhouse asks, asks uh, have you ever tried those energy jellies? What? I don't know. You ever tried those energy jellies? I've had those, uh, the things in Japan that are like the squeezy, goopy, uh, bags with straws attached to them permanently that you just squeeze into your mouth and they're just like goopy. But like not oh, smooth. 
charge go energy yeah that sort of stuff like i've had one of those that's probably what he's talking about uh i had whenever i would go to japan i would have a lot of those things and uh they they had a thing on the back that said this is basically like eating a rice ball <laughs> like in terms of calories and energy or, or whatever it was and i was like yeah okay sure i just saw yerba mate shots like a little five-hour energy sized yerba mates is like concentrated in a way that makes it work i hope so because it was about the same price of the normal ones i would try that i would try a shot of that because i don't know that i like the full ones Mm. all that much but if i could just get it all in one go maybe that'd be better um berfunkel berfunky berfunkel Eh, my eyes says what about squid or octopus no thanks i can get down with that calamari Eh, not not just just not even just like a nice lemon that's where i start to think like man what if an octopus is really smart oh it is yeah that seems uncool they they don't have one brain they've got like a brain in every arm that's all connected they're all and they're all like individual but work together man it's crazy i only want to eat the dumb animals and they can go real small they can fit through like a little hole yeah is that can you? So does that mean like I could eat a whole squid in one slurp and then it's just, all it just and then it's, it's like just, in a straw through yeah. a straw? You just okay. And eh, maybe I'm back on board. I don't know. Seafood and me just don't. They just opened up a lobster roll restaurant hmm. down the street. I'm go try that one. I can one of these I can days. occasionally get down with some lobster. Yeah, I think they have lobster crab and prawn, shrimp or prawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can occasionally eat some shrimp and stuff like. That. But yeah, I don't know. I'm just not. A, I'm just not big into seafood. Just not real big into seafood. Um, let's see here. You got, I want you to, what's, I want you to get, you got uh, one more voicemail for me and then yeah, we, sure. we, we take it on out. Let's hit it with one last voicemail All right. here. He's reaching a thematic and it, I have to hit pause and play and then scrub the thing from the beginning to the end every time. Weird. So I'm going to prepare these ahead of time. Next time. And Jeff, this is Jason, Texas. Listen. Not only does Chrono Trigger have one of the best endings in video games, reaching a thematic and emotional crescendo, make a grown man cry, and there ain't nothing wrong with that, but has the best damn new game plus in video games as I've ever seen. You go back through the game, you get dozens of new endings. Recontextualize the whole story. Now, what other games got a good and new game plus if Chrono Trigger does? The Quiet Man. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't know. Um, yeah, that, that is, I feel like one of the best examples of, of a game with new game plus, uh, that, that does it really well. Yeah. I, I like, I, there's a lot of them and I really appreciate them, but like with Spider-Man, yeah, it's just like, I've already done all this stuff. Why would I do it again? Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I don't, you know, like I, 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 I am lucky enough to be able to play a lot of different games and move from game to game more or less at will. And as such, I don't find myself too interested in playing games a second time Mm -hmm. because that's time I could use to play something else. I thought the Borderlands New Game Plus stuff was all right, um, where it kind of just like leveled the content differently and, and made it a more fun challenge, but also the drops were a lot more interesting. Yeah. Um, I liked Resident Evil 4's new game plus ideas quite a bit. Hmm. You can have better access to better guns and stuff, and you d- you can upgrade like your 
guns that you didn't use so much. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Those are probably my choices. A lot of people say Witcher 3. Okay. Maybe. Is the movement better when you play it the second time? No? No? You're, shaking, you're just shaking your head at me. Because just... I, I don't know. Because I gave up on Fantastic. All right. That's going to do it for us here uh, from After Show, Aftermath HQ. Uh, the Aftermath is here. Dr. Dr. Dre. What? Welcome to the Aftermath. What does that mean? This is it started a record label called Aftermath. Sounds fake. Yeah, well. So does this. Everybody have a good week. Yeah. And call us, leave us voicemails. Yeah. Drop your hottest takes and your biggest bakes hottest takes and coldest burns oh yeah the ice burns that's what we ice burn of the week give your best burn on uh what's a video game character that they should burn in the voicemails uh gordon um, freeman yeah give us your best gordon freeman burns on the voicemail i'll play my favorites yeah and then uh your hottest takes on red dead so we're probably gonna preempt the show oh, yeah, right. next week for a different live stream yeah, some of those form, some of that stuff still coming together, but we will have a different show for you in this time slot next week uh, to show you some stuff. So, uh, yeah, so we, it might be two weeks before we get to these voicemails. So consider that when leaving them. That's right. That's right. All the more time for your burns. That's right. Really work on those burns. Let them let them cook. Let them marinate. Cover them in orange, like an orange glaze. Mm. Duck it up. That's the Arby slogan, right? Duck it up. Duck it up! We ducked up this meat. Oh, shit! That's their other slogan. <laughs>